Lions fans and city of Detroit. When we're on 16, you never stop showing up. You're disappointed, but you never stop showing up. Every week you showed up. And this motivated me to do the same thing for you. I want you to know, Michigan is our home. Detroit is our city. Lions fans are our pride. Detroit, welcome back to the Line Up Podcast. James, Andrew, and Matt celebrating Victory Monday with you all tonight on episode 30. Another milestone for us moving to the 30 number now. Uh, follow us on Twitter and at Instagram at Line Up Pod. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Music um, to turn on your post notifications as well so you get the quickest episode release alerts. Uh, yesterday was a, a fun one out in Soldier Field. Lions defeated the Bears on a uh, pretty wild second half comeback, uh, 31-30. Total roller coaster by both sides of the ball. Um, But, I mean, I think the best takeaway from where we are sitting on our couches tonight is this team, once again, is playing for their coaching staff and they do not give up. Um, There was a lot of times yesterday where we were pretty much able to just, you know, throw it, throw in the towel, that 24-10 lead. That uh, that massive run by by Fields, countless chances for us to sort of just say we're done, moving moving on to the Giants on Sunday. But no, this team fought and um, really really speaks a lot of volumes about you know how well this team has has come together and really bounced back from a very tough start to the season. Yeah, you keep thinking it's going to be the same old Lions, and I love seeing that we ended up getting a win, and it's not just the same thing that we've seen for year in and year out. Twitter it's hates nice that to... same old line saying hates it. <laughs> no, I mean I feel like I read it all the time, but I mean it's it's been so true, you know, over the last X amount of years. But yeah, no, like you said, playing for the coaching staff, it's nice to to finally kind of shock the you know the football world and get this win down fourteen. First time we came back and and won a game after being down fourteen in the fourth in like thirty years or something. I saw that somewhere. Um, so yeah, I mean all around just you know a good day, and it's it's great to see that we're creeping back up in the standings. Yeah, great team win and a, a rare comeback for us. And you always kind of hold your breath when Jared Goff has to drive the length of the field to uh-huh. get a win. But, you know, puts together some great throws. Jamal punching it in at the end with the exclamation point and our defense getting a stop to end the game. Um, a rare a rare close win as opposed to a close loss feels kind of good for a change. So on to the Giants and um, hopefully we can make it three in a row. Yeah, there's there's a ton of a ton to talk about in this game. Um, we'll take it from the top. Just just a little recap in that first uh, first half, first quarter. Um, you know, the Lions were sort of holding their own, going toe to toe. You know, every opportunity. Uh, the Bears were doing. They were sort of just mirroring it, at least in the first quarter. Not not too much to really chat about for that first quarter. Um, I did like what I saw from. Uh, the offense out the gate, uh, I thought they looked fairly well. St. Brown looks to be 100% uh, 
right now. Uh, six catches in the first half, uh, finished with 10 plus. Uh, so that's just a, a stellar performance for him. Um, and, uh, you know, he had a really good game and, you know, he, even, even the rushing, uh, opportunities that he was getting as well. I think he really only had like, you know, one carry or so, but, uh, you know, he, he is now, I mean, the play calling by Ben Johnson is, is throwing these teams off guard. And I think that's something that we should actually give a minute to talk about, uh, the creativity right now for the Lions. Uh, it's something we legit haven't seen in 10 years. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe it got a little repetitive on some plays. Uh, yesterday, maybe, maybe it's just the fact that Swift is not really, you know, vibing right now. Um, just seems like he's still trying to get his feet under him. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like we're mixing it up enough with, uh, all the injuries that we've had, um, being able to utilize the weapons and getting other guys to step up, get involved and kind of keep the defense on their toes. I feel like it's really been, uh, a key to our success over the last, what, two games, two wins. So it's good to see. Yeah. It's, yeah. The number. Sorry, back up. I'm sorry, Jim. No, you're going to saying the number of guys are getting involved too. Like, what huge play by Tom Kennedy at the end of the game. Just love the amount of players that are getting involved now. It's just, uh, it's, it's refreshing. Kenny stepped up. You know, uh, the injuries uh, are, are killing us. Um, from from the wide receiver end now, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we made made a, a signing this week or even uh, elevated someone up from the practice squad. Um, but Trinity Benson, uh, <laughs> hello and goodbye. <laughs> he walked off on his own, uh, but uh, yeah, another another injury over there. So, one thing that uh, you know caught my eye uh, is something that you know we've been battling uh, week in and week out about uh, you know the the defense more specifically lately and uh, how much they've changed, uh, especially since the last coaching call. Um, one of you guys sort of want to break down or give a, a quick rating, and then we can sort of get into the wise, um, but w- where do you rank the defense and how well they sort of contained fields? Cause, and I, I mean, it's easy to say poorly because he ran for 140, but if you take out that huge run play, um, not that bad of a, a performance. I think contain was actually one of their positives uh, yesterday uh, for the most part outside that play. But um, yeah. What, how do you guys actually feel about how we did against him? Cause he's so elusive. I mean, he's going to get his. They, I think the Bears' offense has been, you know, the last couple of weeks, they've been catering the game plan to get Justin Fields out of the pocket and moving, and it's been relatively successful. He's looked great running the ball. Um, we missed a ton of tackles, you know, especially in that goal line, you know, that goal line play where only McNeil had him and Fields broke loose before halftime for that game-tying score. Um, but I think in the second half, the Lions, you know, excluding that one big run that Fields had, when the Lions had to clamp down and keep them in the pocket, they did exactly what they had to do. I mean, um, Fields is going to get his, like I said, their offensive is just their offense now and their game plan is, is tailored to Fields breaking the pocket, making his own plays and, you know, kind of feasting off the chaos. But I, all things considered, given that we were missing Malcolm and, you know, our D line is, is far from great. We, we contained Fields when we needed to. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like those rushing type of quarterbacks we struggle with throughout the year, you know, the course of the last couple of years. Um, like, you know, week one, we were at the game, Justin, I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, he just carved us up completely. Uh, Justin Fields obviously kind of did the same thing. Um, but, I mean, I, I feel like over time, hopefully we can limit those those missed tackles, missed sacks, everything like that. Um, and if that's something we can correct, I feel like we're definitely heading in the right direction. Um, but like you said, you know, he's going to get his, you know, that, that touchdown run was – Hard to watch. I thought that was going to be the 
the play that sealed it for us and we wouldn't be able to get back into it. But um, yeah, no, luckily we were able to come back and get a win, but that's something hopefully we can start cleaning up a little bit more. Yeah, takeaway I have from from this game too is at least on the Bears end, I, I think they figure out how to use fields. Um and, and he's been he's been a all star, you know, quarterback over the last few weeks. Um so, and we, yeah, it was a it was a tough time. Uh my one thing that I I will add is I think, you know, at points we benefited because their play calling sort of just turned into such a predictable scheme at the end of the day. There was a lot of, okay, we're going to go sort of like that Cam Newton option where it's going to be like a handoff and we're sort of just going to run with, uh, you know, the back either direction and maybe toss it or, or take it himself. Um, few pass plays he gave, I want to say, maybe half a second looking up before he took it and ran with it. So that worked out for us a lot, honestly, because he sort of ran into a lot of containment uh, on the liner on the outside. And they, 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 you know, that just turned into dead drives where they got no yards. So, I mean, credit to to us for doing a, a good job. Um, Hutch has caused such havoc in my opinion um, over the last few weeks. And, and especially yesterday, he had a great line, um, great game. Uh, that second quarter stop on uh, on the goal line, uh, he just came off from the edge on the on the right side. The ball was going on the other way, going the other way. He just came out of nowhere and just tossed Montgomery, and he he stopped a touchdown, which was huge. And then unfortunately, you know we 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 brought you know Fields back to like the ten yard line, missed like three tackles back there, and he wound up getting in the end zone. So that could have been a huge stop for us, especially just you know how that game opened up to twenty four ten after that. Then uh, move, moving into the, the second half, uh, you know, that this is where it started getting really juicy um, back and forth. There was just a, a ton of I think I think the game changed a little bit. Um, we 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 locked in a little more, had a little stronger offense. Obviously, we were able to get some more points up in the in the fourth quarter. But, um, you know, huge kudos to Jeff Akuda, Honestly, um, he's getting a huge, I think, uh, uh assessment and evaluation every single week. And I mean, I, I can't see why anyone is still on the negative end for him. I mean, uh, I think that's, that's fully agreed at least for us. Right. Yeah. I mean, what can you really complain about? I, I think that was the first pick six we've had in quite some time. Um, but I mean, regardless of who he's going up against, I know Chicago doesn't have the big elite threat, like the Justin Jefferson type player, but I mean, it seems like for the most part, whoever he's guarding, He's holding his own for a very good portion of the game and making plays and, you know, being like that guy, like we've said time and time again, that we took with the number three overall pick. So, I mean, that was that was the play we needed right there, and I'm, I'm so happy he was able to get it for us. Yeah, and a great eye for the ball, too. Like, he saw that play was – that play with Fields was breaking down. He came back to the ball. You know, he saw that Bears receivers were coming back to the ball as well. He made a great break on that pass. That was – a floater and got us right back in the game. So that was the whole game swung on that play. So he's been tackling great. He's been great in coverage uh, through 10 weeks. So uh, it's just, it's, it's a nice breath of fresh air to see. So. Yeah. He's a, he's been a ball hawk. He's, he's been all over the place. He has, like you said, Matt, he, he's had, he's had great vision uh, and he, he's been put up against some tough challenges. Uh, he's, he's held his own. He's done, he's done very well. Uh Claypool doesn't seem to be uh, making friends over in Chicago at all, based on the two starts that he's had. Um, you know, Mooney just had a so-so game. He's not even, you know, a top-tier receiver. But, you know, for, for the most part, I mean, Komet, 
did the most damage, at least to our secondary. Um, did you guys actually get a chance to see the film breakdown of that one touchdown where he was like completely wide open? Did you, you guys actually get to see that breakdown? I, I couldn't find anything on it, but he was wide yeah, open. Yeah, I saw it. I think it was just a miscommunication in the middle of the field. I think it was a zone and, and somebody was okay. so, Someone blew in a I think that was on Kirby. I think that yeah, was on Kirby from what I saw. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm going off of uh, maybe a tweet or something like that. Um, no, Kirby looked right and Komet was running left and there was nobody there. I think, like, like, like Drew said, I think it was – I think that was Kirby's assignment. He just missed it. I mean, you got to come back to life a little bit from that amazing game he had last week. So, I guess he's uh, he's okay to make a mistake in my book after that game. Yeah, we'll give him one since we won. We'll let it slide. So, yeah, secondary, uh, again, you say what you want. We gave up 30 points to the Bears. Uh, definitely not something that I, I say we should be proud of, but um, at the end of the day, we got the win. So I'm still taking that as, as a, a positive at this point. Uh, a lot to improve on still, but, I mean, I, th- I still think that we're we're chipping away in our, our areas of weakness and we're, and we're getting better as the week goes on. So it's, it's, it's really nice to see. So flipping sides of the ball, um, ton of toughness now on the offensive end uh, running back situation. So something I sort of want to shed some light on, I guess, for the next few minutes, we, we, we heard, you know, the frustration Swift, you know, was vocal about in practice last week about not getting uh, his snaps to where he, he thought he should have been last week. So, you know, I was expecting, I think we were all expecting a massive performance by him this week. Um, you know, now you have, Justin Jackson coming into uh, the mix. So Swift actually wound up getting 19 snaps yesterday. So how do you guys feel about that? High, low, just right, based on how his injuries come. I mean, it's basically double from what he had last week. But, I mean, I still don't think he, he he's his workload's back to 100% yet. And, I mean, Jack, Justin Jackson is taking a ton of opportunities away from him at the moment. Right. But I think Justin Jackson's, Justin Jackson's playing okay, all things considered. If it was – if Justin Jackson was really underperforming and not catching passes out of the backfield, I'd be more concerned. But I think, you know, 19 is definitely a step in the right direction in terms of touches. But um, Swift got a touchdown. Um, you know, he walked in essentially. But Jamal's been carrying the ball so well in big spots. Um, it, it would be a kind of unjustifiable to go away from him right now. And I think you guys would both agree with that. Um, I expect Swift's carries to go up more as this pass offense continues to kind of take off, but um, it's a step in the right direction. I don't think it's a huge point of concern right now, given how well Jamal's playing, but um, like you said, he, he's our, he's our moneymaker back. And in the long run, you want to see him get more, but right now this is what it is. And I'm happy with the way Jamal's playing. You know, oh, yeah. I think there are, I think, sorry. I think there are quite a few like pieces to the whole swift conversation that could be had, like looking long-term, if he's not a guy that can stay healthy, you know, do you let him walk? Do you try to bring him back? Stuff like that. But even in the short term right now, like, I don't think you really can have him complaining about snap count or anything like that when he's clearly not at 100%. You know, he's not healthy. He's not doing things that we've seen him do time and time again. And, like, his longest run was, what, nine yards, and he finished with six over six carries or something like that. Um, So, like, Obviously, we're we're missing something here. Like Justin Jackson, like you said, has been doing fine, good enough to put a healthy back back there and just see what he can do. Because I don't I don't know. I I've, I've been predicting Swift to have a hundred yards, touchdowns, and everything every week, thinking that he's back to healthy, and clearly mm-hmm. he's not. So 
I, I like to get some more information on that. And, you know, is, is this going to last the whole season? Maybe. Um, but I, I don't know. I think we have some, an issue on our hands because I feel like he's that spark plug that we need. And Amon Ra isn't going to do this every week, you know, be a guy that has, it seems like our entire target share. So I don't know. For sure. He, he looks healthy though. That's what, that's what I can't wrap my head around though. Like when he, like his touchdown yesterday, he looked good. He looked fast. He was moving. He was cutting. And I know, I mean, again, it's a, the last injury was technically a shoulder injury, but I mean, like, you know, he's, he's putting his head down and he's, he's lowering the shoulder and he's, he's looking for contact. So, I mean, he's not trying to, to avoid any type of hitting to, to have potential setbacks. So, I mean, I, I'm equally as confused as, as well. And, and again, I, hopefully another week of, of PT and, and just getting, getting your body right can sort of elevate him into the twenties and, and stay in like a 20 snap count position. But um, Justin Jackson taking on, you know, that volume is, is definitely significant. Cause I mean, he hasn't done anything too significant. I mean, he, he took four carries yesterday, uh, got, you know, a few catches, but you know, it's something that I, I would absolutely rather have swift getting his hands on the ball in those during those times in the game. I think another thing too, to consider here, which I think just hit me now looking at, um, Blocking percentages in passing downs. Jamal Swift is um, Jamal. Swift, Jamal Williams is one of the highest graded running backs per pass blocking in passing downs. So I think I think he's like top fifteen. So for him to be back there with 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 Jared in passing downs is having like is like having another offensive lineman back there. So um, I think that alone too is probably maybe is part of the reason why we're getting more Jamal than we are DeAndre. But TBD, we, we shall see. Yeah, I mean, I, I could be looking too far into it. And, you know, maybe Swift was at a point where he needed that one more week or something like that. And maybe he's going to get back to that full snap count and look really healthy, you know, next week or in a couple of weeks. But, you know, looking at just even like the touchdown numbers, Jamal has nine scores this year. Crazy. Besides that one fumble on the goal line that, you know, we were talking about a few weeks ago, what what has he shown us that, you know, he can't really carry the workload a little bit more than, you know, is asked of him? And, you know, he's holding his own and, you know, just, just ride the hot hand like that a little bit, bring, sprinkle Justin Jackson in there. And if Swiss is going to get back to normal at some point this year, I think we'll be okay. But I love Jamal just kind of stealing those touchdowns anyway. So Jamal's been a rock. Jamal, he's been exactly. an absolute rock. And uh, uh, again, a lot, a lot of credit to him. But I think, uh, again, something that we haven't praised too much on this year or given enough, you know, uh, minutes of our time is the line. Right. Um, so, Matt, give me give me uh, give me your your two cents on just sort of where this, you know, uh, this group sort of impacted, uh, you know, this team yesterday. Well, it's kind of crazy to consider that we also haven't had a full we haven't had our full healthy offensive line play together the entire season. Yes. And the right, which is which is crazy to think about. But um, our PFF grades are great. Evan Brown, number seven, Decker. 27 you know frank Ragnar was 12 this past week in pass blocking pff um great great scores especially from evan brown i mean that guy would be a starter on so many other teams it's it's hard to consider when we look back that when we had our starting offensive line preseason evan brown wasn't really even a starter correct me if i'm wrong on that but um no vitae no problem you know i like that hasn't been healthy it's it hasn't been an issue 
really hasn't. And it shows. I mean, Jared had a great time in the pocket this past weekend. Granted, the Bears without Roquan Smith are not much of a force anymore. They're just not. But he had time to make throws. And when he had to make them, when he had to make them, he did, uh, especially in the second half. So kudos to the O-line. Keep playing well. Jamal's pass blocking excellent as well, according to PFF. So extra cushion for throws, and it's opening up the running game. So it's, it's paying dividends. Yeah, definitely paying dividends, and uh, again, kudos to just the play calling. The like uh, all around, it, it was it was nice to see another thirty point burst again. Something that we we got a nice taste of earlier in the year. So um, again, hopefully, just keep that hot, run with that hot hand, and and hopefully extend that over into to Sunday's game with the Giants. Because I mean, they're coming with a a, a much more serious and fiery uh, defense. Uh, so we need to be, you know, prepared from all angles with that. We avoided turnovers this week. Uh, we had that one from Goff that sort of was flagged, and then we got our chance back. But um, which was a scary pass actually, because that that could have completely uh, put the game to rest. But uh, we we avoided it, so we 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 ended uh, with nothing. So that's that's definitely a, a positive for us as well, protecting and securing the ball all four quarters. I liked what I saw. Um, so. Let's talk That's about a good point with the yeah, yeah. Uh, the Jared Goff thing, getting uh, the penalty, taking the pick six, not the pick six, but the interception away. Yeah, that's such a good point. We could have it, such a different conversation today if that happened. Well, that's what that's what I was gonna say. I still want it like it, he's still very streaky and inconsistent, right? Even if you take that away, um, it's it's definitely a pain point. I can see sometimes. I mean, he he definitely made some stronger throws yesterday. He was able to you know stretch the ball out a little bit. And I feel like ever since we mentioned that stat that we found about the 26 air yards, he's thankfully uh, been getting one or two under his belt each game. He had a nice, uh, nice one or two yesterday. Um, so again, he's, he's improving as well, but um, time in and time in, we, we, we keep saying uh, the same question of like, you know, he, he, he does make these flaky, you know, play calls and, and, and passes and sometimes it backfires, but overall, not the the worst performance for him yesterday compared to, you know, the week before with the Packers, but uh, definitely something to keep an eye out for next week. Cause there's going to be a lot more heat coming off the line for the, for the giants and, and even for the run game, we're going to be up for a challenge. So uh, final piece of this game, fourth quarter, not really sure where to start, where to really dig into, um, you know, this was a again starting in that game. You know we're down, we're coming back. Um, we we sort of recapped the majority of it already, but um, outscoring them twenty one to six in that quarter uh, was absolutely a, a massive win for us. Uh, Fields taking that run to the house. I mean, um, how much did your heart drop during that? A lot. I mean, especially because they almost had him stop him in the backfield, but a lot. I mean, only because we've been playing play so before, bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's you're, you're spot on. But the way we've been playing from behind this past season uh, didn't leave much room for optimism. So, you know, and and then they come out the next drive and don't don't put anything together. Your heart's just kind of like, oh, here we go. We see this act before, but yeah, uh, kudos to. Fields just a nice design run and safety comes down, misses a tackle, and you know it, it it's looking a little doom and gloom at that point. But thankfully, a uh, little bad luck on the Bear special teams that sort of gave us this win. I mean, you can you can technically say that was the the official reason why we were able to win by one. You know, uh, I actually 
looked away after that touchdown and I came back and I was like, Hmm, 30 and they missed it. So gave us an opportunity and you, you can say that we capitalized on it too. Um, now a, a takeaway or a turning point uh, again, I think just that really just lit a fire under us for, for needing to come back in that situation. Uh, I think there was like eight minutes or so left. Um, I think nine actually, but uh, you know, we looked really strong on offense right after that. Um, it, it was definitely something that, you know, we had to drive the whole field. Um, and the best thing that I think we, that came out of that was we had minimal negative plays. So, uh, Andrew, give me the pass that changed that drive, which we all know what it was, but, you know, break that down for us. Well, then the 91 yard drive you're saying? Yeah. Oh, I mean, the Tom Kennedy catch, I think, was the obviously the. That's what I'm saying. There. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I underrated the Khalif Raymond play over the middle. Um, I feel like that was, you know, we're getting small yardage plays, you know, third and short, and we're just chipping away at the clock. That Khalif Raymond play really put me in the mindset of like, okay, like maybe we'll actually drive down and have some confidence here. Mm-hmm. But I mean, credit to Goff being being able to have confidence in you know his fifth receiver whatever Kennedy is even considered at this point um and you know putting them inside the red zone there that was that was such a crucial play right there that I feel like 50 percent of the time you don't think it uh, Goff is going to make um just talking like about the streakiness and everything um no that I mean that that was huge and was able to set up that that touchdown for uh for Williams so I mean that, that was such a turning point in the game for me um between that and like the, the missed extra point Yeah, and 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 they delivered. They they got the they got what they needed to do, and uh, that was uh, that was huge for us. So, uh, I think a, a huge turning point for for that obviously was, you know, the pick six right uh, by by Jeff. You can you can look at that whole play, you know, back back on like the ten or wherever it was. We missed the sack again, and it was like two or three tackles, and he sort of just tossed that ball up. I mean, if you look at it. Um, from getting a sack, where's that pick? They probably punt and it's a completely different game. So, I mean, the one time that losing a sack actually benefited us, um, that, that actually was very beneficial. So, uh, glad that that happened. Jeff getting his hands on the ball, taking ownership of that pick and, and bringing it to the house was, was everything we needed and more. So, uh, that was my turning point in the game. Um, the offense was grooving from there on out. And, and, you know, I wasn't concerned, uh, you know, after, after that, uh, stressed, but at least for the, for the most part, the, the defense was my, my questionable side. So for, for getting an, an outcome like that, I think really changed, um, the coaching confidence, the players confidence and everything and sort of just allowed us to drive home that win. Yeah. I mean, one thing you brought up there too, is all the missed tackles. Um, Obviously, Fields is a pretty mobile quarterback, but I feel like we had way too many missed sack opportunities. So oh, even on that that final the final drive on defense that we had, we stopped him on fourth and eight. I, I feel like it was the the seventh opportunity to sack him that we finally got him down. Like he was just shifting around in the pocket, getting out there. It's not even like he was you know rolling out and running that far. Yep. Um, but I feel like that's something that we just we've kind of seen repeatedly over the last few weeks or in the season. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's something that just needs to be cleaned up because that was, 
you know, you have one tough play where Fields gets out there, gets the first down, or runs for another 60-yard touchdown, whatever it is. Um, you know, that's the difference between a win and a loss. So that's something that I think hopefully – I mean, we, we got to clean that one up. I think that's one of my biggest takeaways from the game. Our tackling grades were terrible this weekend too. So your point is 100% valid, 100%. Do you, do you have any of them with you? On me right now, no, but the Lions are a good group of Lions. Kaminsky, Hutch, McNeil, they're clumped together at the bottom of PFF tackling grades this past weekend. So uh, not a good performance by DTs and up the middle. So we have, we have plenty of work to do heading into our weekend game against the Giants. Mm-hmm. Aquara having two sacks. Uh, good to see because he's still, you know, coming back into the swing of things. I uh, he had, he definitely had a significant role uh, yesterday, and uh, more importantly, I think that's going to expand as as the games, you know, keep coming in for him. Um, another thing I didn't hear too much on it was Pascal. Uh, I saw that he was, you know, limited to about a little under thirty percent of the snaps for the game. Uh, that could have just been a precautionary thing, but I mean, he definitely was playing, you know, a lot more in the first, um, the first two games. So you're curious to see, uh, you know, what he looks like for next week. Now I got, I got one question for you guys. Do you think we got outplayed in that game or we deserve to win it? Cause my opinion is, I'm curious to see where you guys say first and then I'll, I guess I'll jump in. AKA, did we win this game or did the Bears lose this game? If you want to look at it that way, I guess. Matt, you have a quick answer. No, or... we. I think the. I think honestly, the Bears lost that game. I do, and I say that with a grain of salt. I know we we went out in the fourth quarter and we took it from them, but there were a couple of signature plays that you look at that the Bears, if you know, it was just coin flip plays that the Bears just didn't make, and we did. So, I mean, but we were due for that kind of positive regression, though. How many plays have gone against us this past season that were like just coin flip little things that were just unlucky? We were due for some regression on that front. So, I think it's six and one, half dozen in the other. But I think if all in all, to be honest, I think the Bears lost it more than the Lions won. I, I would agree uh, because they, they were leading for majority of the game they had opportunities to to stretch that lead even even wider and and they weren't able to do so we got shut out in the third quarter that sort of you know made the lead what it was um the missing you know pat is again you can say that the game should have went to overtime if that was made right so a ton of I think mistakes on their end, but again, it's it's I'm still going to sort of swing it into the Lions were able to capitalize capitalize on these things, um, and in doing so that 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 got us the win, and I think that's something that we've been very inconsistent in doing this year. So the fact that we were able to sort of do that back to back weeks and and feed off of someone else's mistakes and and cold streaks, uh, definitely aided the situation and, and, and got, you know, us in, in favor of the win. Yeah. I was just curious to hear what you guys are thinking. Like, I, th- I think Chicago definitely played a better game overall, like at its peak, but they had way more penalties. It seems I don't have them on hands, but I, I think at one point we were like one for five or one for 10 and they were four for 50 or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think they just had some sloppy moments that ended up sealing it for us. Um, but I, I feel like they did play better. So hopefully that's just something going forward. We 
we can be the team that plays better and wins games. But looking at the games over the course of the season so far, I feel like we definitely had a few that maybe we could have won that we didn't. So maybe the last two weeks, even if we didn't deserve to win and we got the win, we can call it a wash. So I think, I think we're sitting at the right record, at least for us, based on how we played so far this year. So I don't think we really can complain. And the Giants, we play the Giants. So the Giants are on a team that made, they've actually cut down on a lot of mistakes this year. Dave Holt's done a great job, as you guys mm-hmm. know. And they they just haven't been shooting themselves in the foot. They've been playing pretty responsible football. So this weekend's game, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take it up a little bit and, and take it from them, I think, early and often. Is that the Giants just aren't making mistakes and it shows in the record. They're just they're just playing responsible football. So we're gonna have to take it from them. Yeah, we, we need a different game plan going into this week. But uh, to, to close out on, on on yesterday's game, two in a row for the Lions, two in a row for Dan Campbell, um, two straight division wins. Uh, I think that's not being, you know, just spoken about enough. Um, that, that That's huge. You know, uh, two teams that we have to face twice. Um, and uh, thankfully, we got this one on the road. Uh, so that, that, that's nice to see. And um Dan Campbell, uh, somehow this is his first road win. Because um, when you look at his record of, what, 5-19 and uh, 19 or something now and 1, it's it's not too pretty. So that is his first road win, hopefully a few more this year. Um, and sort of just going back to that big, you know, prediction podcast of ours early in the year, this is this is the schedule right now for us to, to keep staying hot. Um, I think I had a very different opinion on the Jets and Giants uh in the in the summer and i even think their fan base did but uh the fact that they're playing such strong football now i again i still think that those are chances for us to you know take them a win but i'm really excited to see what we can actually do come out on a on sunday and looking uh to to fight against a more well-rounded team compared to the last few weeks so and it's funny you bring up the sorry i just cut you off it's funny you bring up the preseason predictions is over you know, on Sunday, I was looking at a graphic of the playoff picture, mm-hmm. you know, division winners or leaders, wild card, and then in the hunts. And I was hoping that end of November, early December, Lions logo is still up there for in the hunt. And it moved up there on Sunday, given it was like fifth on the list. But we're only a game and a half out of the last wild card spot, showing us in the hunt. I think we're making progress based on my, uh, my preseason prediction there, because that's what I wanted to see. Rams have a uh, a higher draft pick than us now too, so that's uh worth noting. Again, I don't. Not they're not looking talk. like they're improving anytime soon, too drastically. So no, that might for, that might stay a top twelve yesterday. pick. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna find themselves in the top ten. The way this is going, I know Stafford shouldn't have any 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 uh, prolonged time. It's just a concussion, so we should be back. Cooper Cup basically didn't exist yesterday without Matthew Stafford, so that was alarming. But um, one thing that I actually saw on Twitter, uh, just uh, again against this line for this Lions win, Jason Sturette, uh tweeted, uh, "It's the Lions' first win after trailing by 14 points entering the fourth quarter since 1993." That's you would, you would think with all the Stafford comebacks, that would, number would not hold true. First so thing I of, said to myself, too. That's kind of interesting. 90 Lions, uh, straight losses. That's exactly that trailing by 14 in the fourth, did you say? At least 14 points entering the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Okay. That is pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. Pretty wild. The Lions yeah. sitting at number five, number five direct position, I think, as of right now. And the Raiders are number – that team is just a disaster. What a but, disaster. 
if wow. anything, I think the f- is the five the rent. No, I I think that's too high. I think it's like eight. That, no, this, we're eight yeah, and eleven this, right now. Eight and eleven. Yeah. Okay. Eight and yeah. eleven. Yeah, this one needs to be updated. You're right. Hey, again, um, I I love that we got two options this year in the first round. I think uh, Holmes is going to crush that again, but that's a it's a conversation for a different day. <laughs> The more the Rams start or keep sucking, then the better capital we have for a quarterback we need. So, yeah, we'll look at it that big way. Big topic in uh, yeah, in February, March, and April. I'm looking at DTs. Forget quarterbacks. I want D tackles. The next two, bring them in. Yeah, again, if we can, if we could inch, you have to look at it as you know we ended you know the way we did last year, and if we if we double our win total, you, it, it is going to become a more marketable team for this off season, right? It's showing progression. It's showing, you know, positive, you know, um, just swings to this organization and sort of, you know, the, the results. So, I mean, hopefully we can get a little stronger acquisition on the, on the defensive end. Cause I mean, it's something that every team tends to feed off of and we have a very, very hard time bringing in someone, um, that's not like a risk sign or like someone who came off an injury. Um, and now they're like, yeah, I'm taking, you know, the vet minimum because, you know, I missed all of last year, but you know, when I came back, I had two hot games, you know? So hopefully something that we can at least get our hands on early instead of, uh, you know, fighting these, uh, you know, DJ shark type signings, even though they're one year, thankfully. I mean, yeah, my opinion, as long as we're not doing what we do with uh, Bob Quinn, when we brought in Coleman, I think he was like the highest paid nickel corner or something at the time. It was like record setting. You expect him to be a solid piece, and in my opinion, it seemed like he didn't really live up to that hype in any way. There was a so point he was incredible for us. Yeah, heard before yeah. with us, there was a streak of like him just picking the ball off on a on a on a weekly basis. I remember right. that. I mean, James is right. Yeah, there was a, like a, a five or six game streak where that was true. Yeah, he was on fire, and then he sucked, <laughs> and now he's back with the Seahawks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as long as we're not overpaying for guys to bring them in and it doesn't work out, I, I feel like the front office so far has showed that they're competent enough to bring in the right guys for the right price, um, especially through the draft. So, I mean, use the money. You got it. So spend it on something. That's the beauty of the one-year the one year tryouts we got pretty much. I think it's – it's I think that, that, that plays into our benefit, plays into our hands a little bit. Absolutely does. Absolutely does. Because again, again, I can't see Shark taking, taking well, us taking Shark back. Um, I could see us taking him back, but for a fraction of what we gave him, you know. And and that's sort of just you know how these these type of players are now. The injury plague ones are just not going to last anymore. Also, so we'll shout see. out to Chris Chris Board, another great. I mean, not a huge signing, but he's he's been popping up in in really solid pass coverage pff grades and another really strong pff performance for him in pass coverage again this week another sneaky signing he's been playing under the radar i think we'd be kind of remiss to not mention him so kudos to that that young man yeah nice to see his name on the stat sheet making a difference so all right on to metlife on to giants lions next week week 11 Crazy as that is already, right? Wow. Season's flying. So, a few notes. We are going. We live in Jersey and New York, so we will be at this Giants-Lions game. Um, 
I am pumped. Uh, we don't actually have too many friends going. I thought this was going to be a lot bigger turnout, but um, we will be there repping uh, the 313 and uh, super excited to uh, to see what we can spin here. Um, so it's definitely going to be a good one. Weather looks like typical, uh, you know, fall weather in New York, New Jersey area, high 40s, low 50s. So uh, if that stays, it should be a, a normal football game on, on each side. So uh, opening line, it's got the Giants at three. Same as what the Bears had against us. Thoughts, feelings, emotions. I mean, home team usually gets a couple points, right? So I guess they're thinking it's going to be a pretty even matchup. No, I don't think it's surprising. 46 and a half, stronger defense. Um, it's I can be... never predict the over-under. So no, I'm, I'm sort of – sort of, we were good at the beginning of the year because it was 30-30 each side of the balls. But now it's tricky. A little, Yeah, a little harder to predict now, I guess, with the 29-0 Patriots game sprinkled in. But it's going to be a close uh, game. It's going to be a close game. I agree. Uh, who 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 are you guys worried for? Uh, worried about on on the Giants end? You're, honestly, you're game, in a debate. You know, I, I, you're gonna say Barkley. Go ahead. I got one for you. I was gonna say it's. He seems like he's such an, a crucial piece of their offense, and if he's not going, it's hard for them to to really move the ball. So I mean, he, he's the guy we got to stop. Or is that too easy to say? No, too no. Easy. I mean, it's it's. I mean, sure. Give me give me give me a B. Dexter Lawrence, the guy playing out of his mind, absolutely. He's been uh, he's been a man possessed this year. That's all I'm worried about. They get ridiculous pressure. Well, we have a good old line, but I'm worried. He's been a menace up the middle for them. And the Giants. That's the reason why the Giants have been playing so well. Their D line's been playing excellent. So, yeah, I uh, my concerns actually Daniel Jones, and it's. The only reason I'm stating him is he has very similar tendencies to a Russian quarterback, but his priority is to pass first. And we have really struggled sometimes again, like, like yesterday for a few plays quarterbacks that can move against us typically do well. Um, So just to throw like a, an odds boost or something out there. Like if, if Jones was to, Say it's his. He's over under is like twenty five rushing yards. I don't know if that's even considered low or high. I would take that as the high as an as an as an over. Um, I think he's going to be able to get out there and sort of shake us up a little bit. But uh, at the end of the day, he 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 is known just like Jared uh, for making you know difficult and and questionable you know uh, you know decisions. So I mean, it, I think a lot of this game will come down to how well he actually plays. He's done very well at certain times this year and very bad in others. So, I mean, I think that's a huge piece. I'm not overly concerned uh, about their wide receiving core. Kenny Galladay dropped like two passes that basically were stuck to his uh, chest uh, yesterday. It's sad to see what happened with him. Hopefully a new team will give him a fresh start and he'd sort of return to what he was with the Lions or we just made uh, a draft pick that we took a shot on look really good for three years and <laughs> we moved on. So overall, yeah, Barkley's an obvious, but um I think my 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 key changer is definitely gonna be Daniel Daniel Jones and uh you know how well he he inconsistently plays against us. I think you put that well also like I feel like the X factor, what we need to do, the key to defense, whatever, from 
our side of the ball is to stop Saquon because then if it's all on Daniel Jones, I think we have a good chance of of completing the game and getting a W. Mm-hmm. Um, but from their side, they know that Saquon's going to you know have a solid game at the absolute minimum. So I think to take them over the edge, take them over the top, they'll need Jones to have one of those better games to really just bury us completely. So I think those are the two X factors from each side of the ball, and whoever can, you know, win their battle a little bit more is going to be victorious. Yeah, their defense has been strong too. So I mean, it's it's something that again, like we were saying before, I, I really hope that we can get back into uh, just just stronger consistencies uh, for. Um, you know, our, our health and more importantly, just shaking up the defenses with our play calling. I, I love these sweep sweep calls that we're doing. I think the tight ends since Hawk has left have, have played a part. Brock Wright obviously got in the end zone this past week. So it's nice to see that balance and distribution. Um, but yeah, we got We got to keep it up. We got to keep that, uh, that same energy coming out of the gate. And uh, again, giants sort of fall right in the, that mid ranking of, you know, passing defense, uh, they're not, you know, crazy good and they're not crazy bad. They're giving up middle of the ranks, nothing to, to write home about. Um, but I, I am super curious to see just with, you know, Dayball and, and his, his coaching and the hype that he's got, how he's almost going to, you know, outmaster potentially, um, you know, Dan Campbell and our staff. So I don't know if we can be as risky this game. Um, especially just, you know, not face. I mean, who is, who is the last like very stronger defense that we've faced? Cause it wasn't the dolphins. It wasn't the dolphins like, ranked pretty good defensively, but they didn't have Chubb, but Minnesota had a good defense. Truthfully. Dallas, Dallas has had a very solid defense this year. Right. Sure. But we okay. also scored six points on them. So yeah, that was bad. <laughs> so should have been more, but. Who's our X factor? We'll slide right Tom, into predictions after that. Uh, honestly, Lions, I think, Lions X, X factor to win this game. Malcolm Rodriguez, if he plays, I think because you know Daniel Jones breaking contain and Saquon being able to run the ball. I think we need a good performance from a linebacker this week who can really attack the ball. And you know if Daniel Jones is going to want to break contain and run, we we need a we need our linebackers like Anzalone and, and and Malcolm to step up. I think a five tackle game from Malcolm is not. Five plus tackle game, not out of the question if he plays. So we need a hot, Rod- a hot yeah. Derek Barnes again too. Yeah, exactly. I think you're you're spot on. I think a good a good linebacker performance from one of our up and coming linebackers is is what the doctor ordered. I think for a winning recipe for this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think if we can't control and um, take advantage of the the like on the front seven or defensive line, then I think it just could be a struggle all game for us. So I think that's the the key for us to to try to win this game. What's to do with Melifamu? Still on IR, I believe, right? Yeah, I think it's his neck. Like, don't quote me on that. No, I just pulled up. It's his ankle. Oh, is it his um, ankle? Somebody, maybe, 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 maybe this might be new. Yep, due to an ankle injury. He played against the. He might be back this week. He oh, so close. he started on the pup, played mm-hmm. two games, and now he's out again. So this could be a new injury. It could be. 
Yeah, I was just thinking of some random people. Because Elliot got a concussion. I'm just looking at the injury report right now. Um, once you brought up Malcolm. He, so he's got an elbow injury. He got hit pretty good on that play. I remember he grabbed it. And uh, I don't was, – was he game time game time decision on I Sunday? I think I even missed that. And then they just gave him the – Who are we getting back this week, guys? Do you guys know? I mean, I, I couldn't tell you what Josh Reynolds' status is yet. I think it's still too early right. in the week. That would have been my first um, go, too. I think he might be getting healthy now, potentially playing. And I think Chark is due to be off the IR this week. I don't know if we said that before. Um, so, I mean, we, we could have a lot of weapons on the rebounds for uh, for Goff. And cough, cough, Jameson Williams. Hopefully he can get back soon. Yeah, Melifonu was questionable this past weekend, along with Chase Lucas, Malcolm, and, and Kirby. So hey, if we get Malcolm in and maybe Melon Fanu back this week, that could that could be a nice little lift. I like that. Neither this is the time we need these guys back too. Let's get shaky. Cold weather playing, more injuries coming out. What were your thoughts on um this is sort of like a week old, but Baki Bakhtiari's comment about like how he was like, did did you see what he said about like the Lions turf? Oh, I mean that's that's been a debate for a lot of players left and right, right? Is he well, saying he, that all fields should be grass? Yeah, but like again, again, because you know Lambo is grass, but like it, 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 it's almost like he was like selling where he was like pointing out the Lions turf specifically, like that it was like shitty. I was just like, what did what is how is theirs any different? Turf is turf, man. Turf is not turf is not a great surface to play any sport on from an injury perspective. It's just not so. He can talk about Ford Fields turf all he wants. Our turf ain't different from any turf. It's no different league, than MetLife. League-wide, exactly, league-wide. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, too. I was just like, you're just picking out the lines right now because we just beat you guys. So, anyway. Um, all right, predictions for this, and then uh, I think we're going to call this a night. So, uh, Andrew, what are you uh, what are you liking for uh, player prop and uh, a, a little game outcome? I think I'm done taking the swift bets. I've been burned on that two weeks in a row and burned quite a quite severely. Um, so I, I think the tight end success is still going to continue. I think we'll have a touchdown mm-hmm. to the tight end. Um, it's just it's starting to look like that's a little bit of a a comfort for for Goff when we're like inside the five. If we're not handing to Jamal. I feel like just the short passes, whether it's over the middle or a little trickier or something. It just ends up in the hands of Mitchell or Wright or Zilstra or whoever else. Um, so I think a tight end's going to get in the end zone. And I, I think the Giants are just rolling a little bit better than us right now. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think we might cover. But I, I got 28-23 Giants. Um, I, I just think we're going to have maybe one too many mistakes, like a, a third and 14 Daniel Jones scramble for a first down, something like that. It's really just going to kind of seal it. Um, but I, I think it's going to be an entertaining game for the most part. Um, and hope, hopefully I'm wrong, but I, I think we're going to be just a little bit short. Hmm. I refuse to say the Lions are losing for a game I'm going to. But, Matt, you go first. James, you have to beat Philly? James. <laughs> What did you say? That. Did you predict us to beat Philly when we went? Yes. A game we could have won. Could have won that game. Could have. We could have had the Eagles game. Hey, I'm, not, I'm not saying we couldn't win this one, but we'll see. I, I mean, odds teams, are 
Think about the good teams we had beat. Like we had them like against the ropes, like Miami, Minnesota, and Philadelphia, and the Vikings. Right, Vikings, Vikings, Miami, and Philadelphia had them all against the ropes. Five wins right there. Hey, listen, James, you and my friend, good minds think alike. Lions are going to pull this one off this weekend. We're going to win by two. I need like them marbles, huh? I love 26, that. 26, 24 Lions. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm going to say Malcolm has five tackles. Five tackles for Malcolm when he comes back off the off the inactive list. Five tackles for Malcolm, and I think this is the week, guys. Tom Kennedy gets in the end zone. This is a Tom Kennedy week. Tom Kennedy touchdown. Reunion to New York, Tom Kennedy, Long Island boy. Yep, back to Bryant University's finest. Let's go. All right, so I'm going to take 23-20 Lions. That's going to be my uh, my uh, my uh, game outcome. But um, for performance, I absolutely crushed my St. Brown prediction last week. So uh, again, we win when I'm right. So I am going to. I don't know my obsession with St. Brown. Doesn't get old. I want to say I want to use them again, but it's not fun. I will. Uh, it's tough. There's not. Uh, Andrew went tight end. You went uh, wide receiver. So I'm gonna say J- Jamal does his thing again. Um, Jamal's gonna go for, I think, sixty five on the ground. You know what? Let's do this. Let's do uh, ninety all purpose yards for Jamal. And uh, ninety all-purpose yards with with a touchdown. I was hoping for a Jack Fox prediction, but you you let me down. Did you see his punt the other day this weekend? Insane! Oh yeah, insane! Yeah, I was I caught, I caught that on a replay because I missed a little bit of the game, and I was like, "What the hell was that?" Yeah, not bizarre. That's not a punt you get from the highest paid punter in the league. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it's it gonna it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> happen. It's gonna happen. You know what? I actually um, I want to add for Badgley. I think Badgley's going to drill like a, a a clutch. He hasn't really had a huge opportunity yet, but he's gonna he's gonna give us like a forty five yarder this week, and he's gonna and he's gonna nail it. I like that. A bold Badgley clutch field goal prediction from our. I like that perspective. No, no, time expires. Time expires. Time expires. No, no, no. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. To give us a win by two, isn't that predicted? 26-24, absolutely. I'll take it. End of score, and Badgley's going to center drill it for 45-plus. Uh, so that's mine. So I, I think Amani's due for a big play, too. I think it's just he's been sucking all year. He's just due. He's just he's, due for a big play. At least we haven't he's, had to talk about him for two weeks, which I guess I is know. a positive. Big-time positive. Final news, Andrew? Good, Drew. Take it away, buddy. I don't know. Just the, the one thing I saw today was Aubrey, Pre- Aubrey Pleasant is going to uh, Green Bay as an offensive consultant, I believe I saw. Um, so best of luck there for 14 games a year. Eh. Not against us. And, um, yeah, had some success. Just I thought that was, was interesting. He stayed in the division. 
I guess the Lions like doing things in the division between TJ Hawkinson and letting him go to Green Bay. Uh, it's not really uh, our choice once we uh, fire a coach where they end up. <laughs> oh, I mean, it doesn't compare, but it seems like a lot of guys are staying in the, uh, in the north, in the Midwest. So. All right, line up. We are uh, – it's a wrap for tonight. Uh, this game is huge on Sunday. We have a chance to slide up in the uh, – not just power rankings, but the NF- NFC wildcard race, because uh, we have pretty much a lost chance of winning this division right now, obviously. Uh, time will tell if that flips on the season, but we are, we're not, we're in the hunt. I guess that's the term to use right now. We are in the hunt for November, which is, uh, Matt, is, are you shaking your head because you're shocked that we're in the hunt or <laughs> uh, we are? Uh- I think shock is a good word. I just I, I can't believe this team is in the hunt for a playoff spot. The NFC it's, is just in in a weird just overall standings though. It's 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 messy. It's really messy. We just need Philly and Minnesota to win every game out. Because the the more they win, the less every other team loses. Or sorry, the more they win, the more all the other teams that we're competing with lose. So we we need we need them to just keep uh we'll go seventeen and zero and sixteen and one or whatever it is. Except Matt, for uh, a Lions win against the Minnesota in the year, Matt and Nikki are having quite the uh, time doing eagle up with uh, with this team right now. Lucky them. Yeah. So yeah, if we were, we're gonna have to get uh, Joe on here. That, that would be an interesting podcast with, with Giant up. Might lose his mind. <laughs> so, but we'll see. All right, line up. We're out. Uh, thanks for listening. Follow us again on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, the whole nine. Um, Hit us with those post notifications and uh, talk to you on Twitter throughout the week. And uh, if you're at MetLife again, feel free to reach out and uh, get a beer with us in the parking lot. We'll be uh, tailgating all morning and uh, cheering our team on for a little dub on uh, Sunday. So we'll talk to you next week, Monday night, as always. Uh, Go Lions. Good night.